0: The Dad Presents, Episode 20, Joy Villa. It all starts right now. Hello and welcome to The Dad Presents, Episode Number 20, bringing you parenting advice at its finest this is a special show today, folks, so we're gonna just jump right into it. We got a guest, a very special guest, and we'll just toss it to J Maddie right away to get us started. Go ahead, Jay Maddie.
1: So alright, guys, we got Joy Villa, recording star, personality, all-around lightning rod. Basically, she's a ninja goddess from Venus, and we're happy to have her on the show. Alright, so what's going on, Joy?
2: What's up? Hi.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we get into all the the heavy hitting stuff, first, let's, you know, a little bit about your music. In 2017, you had a number one hit on iTunes, I Make Static. Um, And since then, you came out with something that's become a little bit of an anthem for the MAGA crowd called Make America Great Again.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. And my questions are, you know, like in the comedy world, I, I tinker around there. There's a lot of comics. They start off doing regular comedy. And then they end up in the political commentary world. Is yeah. that the path your music is starting to take you? Or are you becoming like a political musician?
2: You know, I think it is kind of the path I'm taking. I, I don't mean to necessarily do it, but po- politics is pop culture right now. And it's so sure ingrained it in me. Right? Mm-hmm. I've been so incorporated into this group. I mean, I've chosen to be and come out so strong. And it's something where strong voices are needed. And nobody in the music industry is talking about this. So for me, I'm like, it's, it's just a natural fit. I'm, I'm interested in it. I never thought I would be political. I wasn't like this two, two and a half years ago. It's really been an awakening. It's something that I've just been like, wow, my voice is being heard and it's important. And people tell me that every day. Thank you for speaking up. Thank you for doing the things you do and saying the things you say. And I'm not gonna stop, you know? I mean, I even toyed with possibly running for Congress um last year yeah so it's it's really it's, it's it's very fascinating and i actually
3: love it
1: yeah we had a g love in here yesterday and he's kind of on the opposite uh political spectrum and he hears the term from from fans sometimes when he speaks out you know shut up and sing i'm sure you get some of that oh, yeah uh-huh um and and i often hear like when a, a musician or an actor they take up a um a political point of view uh, of social commentary that's popular in the media today, they're, Mm -hmm. they're called brave and number one, we're a hero. And number one, I don't think, I think those words are overused nowadays, but number two, um, that's not really brave because they're going along with the the narrative that's popular. Now, what you're doing, wearing a MAGA dress, speaking Mm -hmm. out, going against the grain Mm -hmm. that, that I would call that brave. Um, What has the backlash been like?
2: It's been crazy. I mean, I get all kinds. I get everything from, you know, I get a lot of death threats, to be Mm, honest with you, which is crazy. I mean, I would never want to kill somebody just because they think differently or support this current administration. That's insane. Uh, Or when I'm very proudly pro-life, especially in this age of where abortion is now legal up to nine months, which I think is hideous, and I hate this. Wait
1: a minute. Hold up. Rewind. It's Mm -hmm. legal up to nine months? When did that happen?
2: in new york city it's also been oh, that that's way right. in santa fe there's a clinic there but in new york city they just okayed to law where they say if if there has any sort of mental any health issues but that also includes mental and physical health issues which is so general and encompasses so much that it could almost be anything physicians can say oh yeah she's she decided it's going to be too much stress on her life so she she wants to abort her baby even while she is in labor.
3: Wow. This
2: is on video. This is in the bill itself that passed in New York City. Breaks my heart because I'm from New York City. And um, this is is where it's come to. And I think that anyone with a heart would know this is, no, this is not okay. And this is a fully formed child that would be viable totally outside the womb. And now you can say, even while you're in, in labor, you can say, I don't want this baby. So they said they would give birth to the child, put the child in a comfortable place. And then the doctor would decide how to euthanize, aka murder that that baby. Wow, it's hard stuff. It's heavy, heavy wow. stuff. But this just happened this week. Well, and that's why I speak up so loudly. That's why I'm so pro-life. Yeah, you, so wore that, uh,
1: you wore that. You wore the the fetus dress to the Grammys last year. Right. Yeah. Um, that that's another thing. Um, you you you've come out publicly and um, you know told the world that you you had a baby. You gave it up for adoption. That's another thing that's pretty brave Thanks. to say because I'm sure you take a lot of heat for that abortion is a you know super hot button item always and today as well i I gotta believe that the majority of the population is not on board with this nine months thing
2: Uh, they can't be it's so extreme i mean even democrats are coming out and saying i don't support this you know it's but it's it passed so there's a lot of people who are on board with it Hmm. I mean it's, there's a public outcry abortion is usually like a 50-50 thing where usually 50% are for it 50% are against so you're you're always going to have this heat but this is I I imagine this is brand new but I imagine this is going to tip the scales where more people than ever are going to say oh no 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 I don't want we didn't want this we didn't mean this but this is what they've been fighting for since Roe versus Wade it's not abortion should be safe legal and rare it's abortion on demand Up to nine months, whenever, wherever. Even this bill is probably too conservative for some people. Some people are probably going to say, no, it shouldn't even be a reason. If the woman wants to decide, then the woman can, you know, get rid of her child. But science backs it up. Most religious beliefs back this up. And most people individually, no matter what your beliefs are, You know, no, that's a baby. That's why we say we're having a baby. I'm expecting a child. But, you know, it's why you go to the doctor, it's why you take prenatals, because you know that that's a human being inside you. Right. I believe that the rights of my body, my choice stop when you have another body inside of your body. That's Mm -hmm. my viewpoint on it.
0: And Joey, this is B and I'm one of the anti-Trumpers
2: yeah hey hey but we love you <laughs> we we
0: love new thoughts and if you can yeah. inform me on stuff i'm open to it and i hope if awesome. i hope it works both ways question if i'm you know how i am and i view trump as my biggest deal with him is i think he's a racist i just do and if you are carrying your message what do you tell somebody like me who says i can't get past the fact that i think this guy is prejudiced against minorities and mm-hmm. i just can't get past it what do you say to them
2: that's a really good question. So B, first of all, I would say, um, I don't know where that started, but when was he racist? When his, I mean, when his daughter became a Jew, was she, she converted to Judaism? That's his daughter, she's mm-hmm. Jewish, and she's married to a Jewish man, and the his grandkids are Jewish now in the Jewish religion. So if he's a racist, that's a really bad move. Um, maybe when he invited all the historical black university and colleges into the White House, only a few months into his brand new presidency and vowed and and made sure that they got millions in funding. Is that when he was a racist? Mm-hmm. What about when he got the NAACP award back in the eighties for all his hard work in minorities and making sure that um, Jews and black Americans. Oh, She's smushing you, man.
0: <laughs> she's killing you. Well, no. And, and the thing is,
2: was that mm-hmm. when he was a racist? Uh, what about when he disavowed the KKK over 40 times? Mm-hmm. Was that when he was racist? I mean, when was he racist? Because he's hired black and Latino Americans in the White House. I personally have met there's a large portion of different ethnicities. I know Asian people and all different colors in the White House, more ethnically diverse than Obama's White House, actually. Mm. Is that when he was racist? I mean, when he's saying let's have a better economy, let's get more black Americans to have jobs, let's let's decrease all the dependence upon welfare. <laughs> Joy it was education. ready for you. <laughs> I mean, I just can't see it. That's what I would say to someone who says Trump is racist. I say it's a really nice scare tactic to go around and say he's going to string up all the blacks, he's going to shoot the Mexicans, he's going to bury all the gays, but I don't see any of that in actuality. If he was a racist, and Mm -hmm. I'm willing to go to bat and debate that, but if he were, his actions don't speak that. So... It's like me saying I'm a vegan, but all I do is eat meat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I a
3: vegan?
2: Yeah, I'm a bad vegan then.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and for me, where it starts is really before the presidency with the whole birther movement in terms of what our first black president, whether or not he was born in this country or not. And I, so I
2: understand that. I mean, that wasn't just him who was saying that. Well, it was the, a lot of other people who were also putting exactly. That,
0: but it doesn't make what he there. said. Doesn't make what he said. Right, though. And it he wasn't is a, a person. good look. It yeah. doesn't
2: make what he said. Racist, though. I um, mean, black Americans who were also saying that. I don't think that that's racist. Yeah, I think that's kind of ignorant and rude to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could I could argue that it's offensive. I could argue that. It probably pissed a lot of people off. And you have a right to say that that, you know, hurt your feelings, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make him racist.
0: Yeah. The thing where I think it's racist is that I don't think he would have raised the same question against a black, oh, sorry, a non-black president or a white president in terms of where they were born. And then
2: well, he, he attacked <clears throat> Hillary nonstop. Right. He's right. Att- he attacked Hillary nonstop specifically for her emails. But where her, she was born. Like Eighty. I mean, that subject didn't come up. Listen, I did to, <laughs> But he's attacked. You could still say, oh, he's misogynistic because he's attacking a woman right. based on her business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can argue anything in any corner at that point. But is it is it actually racist? A racist to me. First, let's look at let's look at racism. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I want to I want to hear what you have to say. Sure. Through. I don't want to cut you off. OK. But if you we look at racism, what is the subject? Like, what does it actually mean? Not what society has now deemed it to mean offensive or sort of like on the on the on the little edge of things. But the definition of racism is putting another race of individuals either saying they are better than all other races or saying a race. A certain race or individual because of their race is less than Mm -hmm. so it's it can be supremacy that can be racism or can be this race is inferior inferiority. Right. That's also racism. Sure.
0: So the shithole comments about the countries when he refers to them as shithole countries. And I think that would mean that he was thinking of people that were less than his country or less than his Talking Puzzle. about the country though, not
1: individuals well, in the country. But <laughs> I, I don't think you it can. wasn't eloquent, but he wasn't saying those people are shitty people. He was saying the country
0: is I, I was... don't think you could have one without the other. I think that well, if you are from that country.
1: Let's
2: let's unpack this. Sure. This is a good one. Uh-huh. When I heard it, I was shocked. I was like, What? Say what? You know, like I'm a black woman and I have African friends. I have people from other different countries that I know and I've been to many countries. I'm like, okay, so let's unpack this. First of all, context matters. Context 100% matters in what people say. This was a comment that he said offhand in the White House that someone who works in the White House overheard and then spoke to the press. Mm -hmm. This was not something that he went to the White House podium with the press and said, hey, I would like to make an announcement. Africa is full of shithole countries. Mm -hmm. That would be 100% yeah offensive this is an offhand comment knowing how he speaks knowing he says things that (laughs) rubs people the wrong way i'm not making excuses for the for the way he says things i'm Mm -hmm. just not triggered by them but unpacking this further so we see the context was different how many times have you said oh i hate my landlord oh i just want to kill myself sure oh that's such crap oh this hotel is shitty
0: got it but i'm not the president
2: that on yelp Mm -hmm. probably not right that's a difference Mm -hmm. we all say things that probably are not the nicest our work or family or friends knowing that so that's the first point is that context was it's very much taken out of context the mm -hmm. other thing is he's talking about countries that have horrible governments running them dictators that have ruined them that have had famine and genocide we're talking darfur we're talking many countries that to put it bluntly have become Mm shitholes because (laughs) of the people running it running it to the ground, not the individuals. They don't have sovereignty. They don't have rights. They have no human rights. They're forced to do what dictators tell them to do. They don't have a constitution because that government has not deemed them to be free and equal individuals. So in that context, that is a shithole country, not for the people, but for the leadership and the government. Unfortunately, we see Venezuela is one of them. Those people are breaking into zoos to eat zoo animals because they're starving. Because their government promised they would take care of them, but did not. They handed over their rights to mm-hmm. a government that is whining and dining with full steaks and celebrity chefs flying in. And this is, you can Google all of this, that salt is guy, famous insulin chef who has a flair for putting the salt on the steak. Mm-hmm. The Venezuelan um, dictator, the uh, president of Venezuela, I think he's prime minister, or president, the leader of that country, Flew that guy in to wine and dine all the officials while their individual people are breaking into zoos to eat zoo animals because they're starving. That is a shithole country. That's what is the definition to me of a shithole country. He's not saying because they're brown skin or these black people don't know how to run their country, right? If he had said anything mm -hmm. about the individuals or like even that dictator's black, that's why it's a shithole country, yeah, that would be racist racist as hell i don't
1: i don't like how the left just jumps at every opportunity to point and call not only donald trump but anybody on the right racist i mean you don't know what's in the man's heart unless you unless you know the man and it just it just seems a convenient thing they throw out there anytime they don't like what somebody on the right is saying i want to i want to take it in a, in a different direction here
0: wait mm-hmm. i actually i wanted her to continue to because I, I actually had a couple more points and first of all It's interesting that when he says something, he never is accountable for it. But then the surrogates come out and then they sort of walk you through. Well, just like, did he ever? Yeah, sure. Did he ever respond to the shithole comment? Even though he didn't respond, a number of surrogates and including yourself, have to be like, they've taken the task of walking people through what he meant. You're saying he doesn't denounce. He doesn't denounce it. And no one knows what he meant, but him. Well, because ultimately, he never and commented. Also,
2: here's also the thing. You're true. Nobody knows what he meant, but him. Sure. Here's another thing: is you are already picking up a surrogate's interpretation of what he said. The person who leaked it to the press, and then the press buys well, what he said and what he meant. Sure. And if as you argue that context, sure, we're all surrogates for our own yeah. opinions and viewpoints the, and ideas. Nobody knows what the man really meant, except for what he meant. All I can do is judge it based on context. Okay. I would do mm-hmm. that for the person I hate.
3: Sure. I would
2: put in examples like even somebody like Hitler who's evil, unequivocally a racist by his actions. What he did, he murdered people based on the race. He preached genocide. He preached, um, you know, eugenics. Like that is obviously, everyone agrees, racist. But if he said something like apples are horrible, I wouldn't jump to conclusions say that statement particularly is racist. I mean, you have to also use your common sense and say, all right, that's just a statement about apples. The guy may be racist because we have proven examples of murdering people based on the race. (laughs) So he has
0: to murder people to be racist? But, what,
2: give me a proven example well the thing, thing is and, and let me let, let me just yeah
0: if I could just stay on this point I would
2: point. like to see an action that proves. I've, t- I've given you actions to prove that he's not racist sure if well no know, I'll,
0: let me if I can job. yeah give let me money
2: to black universities no no no, no. that's let, not a racist thing sure those are actions that prove against it so the burden of proof is now on you because you have a blanket statement saying he is racist okay I'm telling you <laughs> his actions don't prove he is racist
0: gotcha I'll take the floor then I'll I'll debate my point um And going back to what he said about shithole countries, as the president, if someone accused you of saying something you did not say or if there was a reason for clarification, you have the biggest bully pulpit in the world. You have the biggest floor in the world because you can hold a news conference and say absolutely unequivocally not that I ever say anything like that. He did not, which has left people to spin what they think we should think he said, which leaves us all in a quandary. Um, so also, he's definitely me, said he's not I, racist. I'm talking about the shithole second. statement, though. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm, let me unpack go.
2: that. What you just said. You <laughs> just said the mm-hmm. sitting president of the United States, sure. The most powerful country in the world. Yes. Who is dealing with possible nuclear threats from North Korea, mm-hmm. possible uh, immigration issues, right? That's happening on the south border. Dealing with the Democrats, agreeing with them or not agreeing with them. Dealing with all sorts of things that are happening. I mean, we have. All kinds of fires that have to be put out in the United States, right? Yeah, we know that. Mm-hmm. You're saying this man should answer every single thing that gets leaked to the press or that the press say he said in order for him to prove he didn't say. He
0: tweets that's about like LeBron James. Saying,
2: that's like me saying <laughs> he said, "B said I'm ugly," mm-hmm. and me
1: <clears throat> uh, I will smack him. He
2: just, <laughs> you would smack him upside his head. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me say b told me today on his podcast sure. that i'm ugly. i'm an ugly bitch mm-hmm. i tweet that yeah now it, you're telling me that first of all the burden of proof is on me if i say that like the where's the proof do i have a recording of it right like i can't just say you said this otherwise it's he said she said but for you if you said this okay, You could say i didn't say that or you could ignore it because it's nonsense and say here's the interview Mm -hmm. you could also just not say anything and you'd be perfectly okay because you have a life and every person who wants to make up stuff about you you do not have to answer and you do not have to address but much less if you're the president of the united states so that's first thing but not everything somebody says you said mm -hmm. you have to address just because the media is having a field day with it. That would be insane. I would not want a president. I didn't elect a president to then go tit-for-tat Hollywood tabloid drama. I mean, he can tweet something, and he lets it go. He lets people go for it while he's getting stuff done. I've been okay. in the White House. This I've, this is- <laughs> staff. I've been on phone calls with the president himself. This man is getting incredible things done behind the scenes that most people will never know about, or it won't be reported, even though it's all very public. Whitehouse.gov does a daily um, uh, newsletter about what is getting done, what's on the table. I mean, what about the First Step Act?
0: I got and you. But if, if I could continue my I love argument. I fun if, mm-hmm. if
1: Trump is racist. We're, mm-hmm. we're not CNN. We're doing 20 minutes on it. I, I want to get to some other stuff. Mm-hmm. We can get back on whether or not okay. Donald Trump is racist. And let right? me just point out that, that, hold on, just, let me just – <laughs> proof
2: mm. that you can come up with the say he's racist bes- besides your own opinion yeah it's a
1: silly conversation because none of us actually know what's in the man's heart so mm. let you know you're not going to convince each other i want to get to something else okay. okay all right so uh the 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 mag dress. kanye you know has been taking a lot of heat for the maga hat you took heat for the maga dress uh we have that situation that popped up last week with the maga hat kid um and uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's other black celebrities like yourself, like uh, Kanye, Candace Owen, Ben Carson, the Hodge twins who we have on here in a couple weeks. You've all embraced this idea that Democrats are using black people for their own gain. And there's this movement that started called Blexit. Um, I'm wondering mm-hmm. what your involvement with that is. And if you can explain to my doe-eyed Democratic friend, B, <laughs> why this is something he should get on board with.
2: Well... First of all, I don't think anybody should or, or has to get on board with what I say. I appreciate people, discourse of people who disagree with me. I think it, it keeps things lively, keeps them Absolutely. fresh. I don't want to wake up and everybody thinks the same. You know, I don't like that future. But I would say one thing is how i started because i was raised in a conservative household but i became a democrat just because i grew up and i was in hollywood and i was like yeah heck yeah i want obama to be president i want the first black president so i voted for him i was registered independent he was the first vote i cast and first term second term i didn't because i was traveling outside the country but i was still a fan and i can even say he's he's really well-spoken he's one of the most well-spoken and handsome presidents we've ever had you know i mean besides kennedy you know and also i would say also reagan uh-huh. reagan also like i mean he has that skill of public speaking
1: yeah he had the effect
2: i would say what he did he didn't do the things he promised america under him did not succeed and did not become more prosperous I, and i disagree with a lot of the stuff he's done Mm Politics-wise, policy by policy, which is another conversation entirely. And being a mixed individual who's black, who's Latina, who's white, Italian, he could have said, hey, listen, I'm white and black because he is. And he was raised in Indonesia. I visited his school. All Indonesians know, which is probably where this birther thing came from. I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it, but I'm saying he did go to school in Indonesia. So here's a man who was black and white and raised in Asia who could have united us all, instead ended up taking the side of a lot of race baiters and deciding, okay, I'm going to just identify with one part of me. And I'm going to and I'm not going to do anything for the people, but I'm going to identify with this. And this is going to give me good brownie points. And so I can be on Saturday Night Live. My opinion. Yeah. right?
1: <laughs> all so, right. Go on. So
2: Knowing that, seeing that and that's not debatable because it's just my viewpoint. But seeing all this and seeing that this is what the Democrats have have sort of put up for black Americans, seeing that we haven't flourished under Democratic control. We've we were under more. We were under more welfare under Obama than ever before. And now we're under less welfare. I mean, those statistics, I don't know the numbers, but you can Google that. That's the truth. There's less people under welfare. More black-owned businesses are opening under this economy. More black Americans are encouraged to utilize their Second Amendment rights, which I encourage all black Americans, especially black women, to own and use a gun legally. You must do that. I mean, it's it's our right. Yeah, that's uh,
1: Killer Mike's uh, big platform. (laughs)
2: It's so important because if the government does come at you, if let's say Trump, I'm wrong, Trump has a white hood, hit his bed at night and he's kicking him and the government suddenly wants to seize all assets belonging to black Americans, you better have a gun and know how to use it legally, of course, because that's what the Second Amendment was made for. So, I mean, this is the thing. Blexit is about black exit. Black exiting Democrats saying we have to be a Democrat because that's what we're told. That's what we're conditioned to do. I've grown up being conditioned to think democratically. I didn't even know how deep it went until I personally, my own self, started looking at this and going, wait a second. So I, don't, I didn't like what Obama did. So that makes me not really pro-Obama. Then wait, am I not a Democrat? Wait, am I supposed to be Democrat? Am I? Am I all these things I was supposed to believe that the media really put down my throat. I realize I don't. My cousins under Obama, black cousins on my black side, couldn't get jobs, mm-hmm. and I a lot of military, former military in my in my family, they they were jobless.
1: The, the point is that the the, the Democrats the have been preaching, you know, preaching to the black community and the, and the uh, brown community that this is what we're going to do for you for twenty thirty. Forty years, and not much has changed.
2: Absolutely, and that's what I look at: actions. I don't look at what the media says. I don't look at how they say things. I don't look at oh, it hurts my feelings, and this could be interpreted that way. That's a never-ending battle. But what actions? When I look at countries, uh, when I look at—I should say—not countries, but our states. I mean, when I look at our states that are democratic-owned. I look at—I see a lot of failure. I see a lot of poverty, and I'm talking about California, where I live and breathe. I see a lot of degradation, and I and I don't see a lot of black winning. I don't see a lot of that support, but I see a lot of Democratic candidates who knock on doors saying, "We want your black vote, we want your brown vote," and then once they get yeah, that vote, they need to be, be held accountable in those groups of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can see bees itching to get in here. I, I got one more thing though. I, I think it's about accountability. Now, you know, I'm I'm kind of an old school liberal. Um, I believe in freedom and treating people equally. And I don't really identify with with the left in the last five or six years. And you said, you wrote something in the USA Today that really resonated Mm. with me. You said, the extreme left is out of control. They're no longer the moderates or the centrists of old, the kind-hearted liberals who truly want to help the underprivileged and champions women's rights and change America for the better. Things have changed. Yeah, things have changed. I believe leftist culture is now made up of socialist university professors, attacks on families, and... Public opinion over facts and the news media's twisting of what was said, hatred of white men and Americans, and slander of anyone they don't agree 100% with. You said, I can no longer that's be right. part of this group, and I had to walk away.
2: That's um, 100% right.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, and I have walked away from the Democratic Party. Um, mm. I w- I- I'm not going to go and join up with the Republicans. I can't do that. And I'm wondering, is there a space out there for other people? like me who feel disillusioned by the democratic party um but aren't ready to jump ship over to the republican party
2: totally i think there's a space for all of us i don't think it should be such a two-party system i mean you look at england has like six seven parties denmark has like six or seven parties many other countries have different parties i think we need more independent voices more moderates i mean i registered as a republican for the first time in my life and in that article i share it. Because I want to vote in the midterms for Republican candidates that I like, that I saw fit, not just because they were Republicans. And because the left has gotten so out of control, it's gotten so extremist that has pushed me to say, yeah, I'm a Republican. I mean, I'm a conservative. I'm moderate. Some of my views are more liberal. I support gay rights. You know, I'm, I, I'm very strong in, in having more f- females in business and in science. Um, I'm a Hollywood conservative, and but not Uh, With a Texas conservative. But so there's overlapping value systems in a lot of Mm -hmm. different things. I'm very moderate. I'm much more of a moderate, but there's not really a place politically for us. We've had independent candidates try to try to run and they don't normally get enough votes. I mean, there is this two party system. Trump is really a lot more moderate. He's a Trump. I'm a Trumplican. If it wasn't for Trump, I would not be a Republican. I did like Reagan and I was too young when he was when he was our president. But I like a lot of what Reagan has to say now as an adult looking back on it. But I grew up in the Bush era. I didn't like Bush. My family liked Bush. Yeah. I didn't like him. You know, I didn't like the warmongering. I don't right. Really that's even go the with thing, the that's the
1: thing. And camp. and that's the thing with Trump. I, I've I was fully on board when he said we're gonna pull out of Syria. I love that. And that's why that's why yeah. I can't get on board with Republicans is it I see them as the 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 party of war. And that's my my biggest issue mm. is all these wars. And Trump seemed like he was starting to push back a little bit from that. And not only did Democrats go after him, but the Republicans as well. Oh, and that's yeah. unfortunate. I
2: mean, there's, he's the best thing that ever happened to the Republican Party. I mean, let's be real. I mean, I do believe in the old-fashioned Republicans abolitionists a lot of black Republicans and Martin Luther King Jr. who's a Republican. I love that era of Republicanism. that those are the freedom fighters. But in the last 25 years, culturally Republicans have been the lame ones, burning CDs and trying to, trying to censor rap lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. well, that's not going to help anybody. Right. We can't go backwards. We have to go forwards. Right. So we do need some progressive Republicans. If that makes sense, a more progressive conservative, socially liberal, like, Social liberal, yeah. yes, economically conservative. Yeah. Like, economically, I've always can been conservative. I get on board with that. Less yeah. taxes. I mean, we need more fundamental beliefs because everyone throws off these things like Republican versus uh, Democrat, but most people don't even know what Democrats believe or what Republicans believe. I tell everybody, do research. What do you believe? Take those tests that say, oh, do you believe more in this? Are you more for capital punishment? Do you believe in this? Like, There's like tests that put these questions out without the the, the names, and you, and you answer what you believe based on your values and it tells you where you kind of are on the spectrum, which is really cool. I think everybody should start getting interested in politics. Everyone should speak up. But I think that that if you are more conservative-leaning or more independent-leaning or even more liberal – Classic liberal like yourself, or even if you're in straight up identify as Republican or Democrat, you still need to know what your party is preaching and what in each individual is going to do for you. Absolutely, These are civil servants. We're electing them. They're getting our money. We're paying their salaries. You need to understand exactly what that person has done before and what they plan to do. And Trump was the outlier. He was the, the outside person that came out of nowhere. And I love that like the freaking guy coming from Hollywood billionaire you know busting through saying things that we that a lot of Americans wanted to say but couldn't say breaking through pc culture and not giving a shit and that is really why I was like I'm on board with this guy I yeah i think people beginning. are tired of pc culture that was the
1: thing that's the Absolutely. that was the thing yeah and Absolutely. it's 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 the identity politics of the left recent in recent years that has most driven me away from them I think yeah. all the I, I think the, the left and their intentions with identity politics, I think most people have good intentions with it. But what they don't realize is that the core of identity politics, it, it is racism. I mean, you're yeah. you're you're identifying people into this group and that group instead of looking at all of us as just as people, um, you know, right. like uh, I, you, you tweeted something. Um, um, Larry Elder stated something that. As a as a as a mixed chick, you were often told that you're not black enough. You don't count as oh, yeah. black, right? And that's that's racist as hell. Come wherever it comes from. But <laughs> these are the kind of things that identity politics uh, bring up. It's like exactly. who's black, who's not black, who's Asian. You know, my kids are half Asian, half white. When people ask it. me what they are, I say they're you know they're my fucking kids. That's what they are.
2: That's you know? right. Yeah. Exactly. They're people. They're individual beings. That's the thing. Is we're so caught up in the color of our skin or where we grew up or, you know, how our last name is pronounced or whatever, all these things that it's not about that. Plus, nothing, nothing can hold you back unless you let it hold you back. Yeah, I I could be the biggest victim on the planet, but I have a victor mentality. Nothing holds me back. I've been through tremendous amounts of pain and suffering, but it wasn't based on my color. I mean, I've been through. Pain and suffering based on my color, too. Sure. Like those kind of racist things. Say I'm not black enough. And I've been told, oh, like I've had ignorance thrown at me. And yeah, these these awful things do exist. I'm not saying, oh, there's no racism in the world. There's no prejudice. Of course course there's sexism. There's these things. But does it affect my everyday life? Only if I let it. Listen, most of the things that the the trauma that's happened to me is, A, when I was a little kid and I couldn't do anything about it. We're talking like serious trauma, sexual abuse, all kinds of stuff. That's not my fault, but it affected me in my life. And then B, the choices I made for myself as an adult, I didn't always make the best choices. That led down roads and paths that I couldn't foresee or didn't foresee. And I got myself into trouble. But I take responsibility for the things I can take responsibility for. And the things that happened to me that that were not my fault... Guess what? I take responsibility for being the best human being I can today. Not based on what happened to me, not using that as as a as an excuse to not succeed. I think so many people are told you can be a victim and that's where that's where the power is. No, the power and, and unfortunately society will tell you that. Here's money from the government because you're crippled or you have you're a victim. Instead of here's an opportunity to be the you can or how about this? This is a competitive society. We should be competing to be the best possible version of ourselves, yes. thriving to be successful in business, in finance, in art, in creation, in in education.
1: Absolutely, we
3: should be so good.
2: And
1: at the same time, life. we should be lifting up those those who are weaker. Like there's a happy medium there. We shouldn't be preaching to people that you're a victim and you can't take care of yourself and no, we're going to do it for you. Rude. But we should be trying to elevate those people and help them by exactly. also giving them by giving them the tools and also. Um, you know, telling, telling them how to overcome, empowering them.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know,
2: that's the thing is that telling somebody you're black, so you're going to need handouts and you should be kept in the ghetto. And oh, you poor thing, you know, this is what that's not a good thing. That's very awful and that's it's really dehumanizing all oh, the poor little immigrants they don't know nothing and we got to like that's what the de- to me what the democratic party has been doing is let's put our little minorities in a row and and help them do this but it's not really helping them if you're keeping them in the ghettos let's get out all these planned parenthoods in the ghetto we have more black american babies being aborted in the city of new york city um than being born
1: the statistics the definitely law, bear out that it's not that I mean, the statistics show that whatever they're trying hasn't helped. I mean, there's no, theories and then there's so the reality of, of the results and the results have not been moving in a positive direction. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, no matter what side of the aisle you are politically, you got to stand up for what you believe is right. It's really about values. And try to find a party that aligns the closest to your values. And if there is none, then just pick and choose what what values you want from each party and just be, be an independent. You know, I was independent for years. Yeah. I voted for Obama and I voted for Trump. I remained an independent. Now I'm a registered Republican, and I'm proud of that. That might change, though, if the party lets me down. But it's, it's my responsibility to be educated and not just follow one party just because I'm told that. That's what Blexit's about. That's what walking away is about. And truly, we are individuals who have so many different things going for us. So politics is one tiny little subject. I don't I think people need to to think outside the scope of just their own political leanings and remember there's other people out there. And like you said, helping other people that's what churches are for that's what 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 groups youth groups and and, and all these these tax exempt areas are for like that that i believe should help people i don't believe the government should be giving endless handouts with no end in sight that doesn't help enable people uh that actually enables them to be more poor it puts them in poverty it's like giving an alcoholic a, a free beer that's not going to help them get out of the situation they're in you got to help people Get jobs, get education. there are, there
1: are ways you know, to help them financially help them help them without send. making them dependent, though. you can't you can't help absolutely. them in, yeah you absolutely.
2: In. I mean, we all have a responsibility to 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 do that, to to lead this nation to its to its highest potential. I mean, I'm talking all Americans, black, white, brown, all of us Asian, we're all Americans. That's what the American dream is about. That's why our ancestors came here, or maybe you, if you're an immigrant that came here legally and you're a citizen now, or whatever, you came here for a reason because it's a country built on ideals, Mm -hmm. not based on your birth. That's the difference of this country. If you go to Venezuela, you're Venezuelan. If you go to, you know, if I go to Denmark, I'm Danish because I was born in Denmark or because I I choose to become a a Danish person, fine. But America is the only country that broke away from Britain, (laughs) broke away from another country to become a country built on ideas and beliefs. Mm -hmm. We've made mistakes. We've made plenty of mistakes. I mean, it's glaring mistakes, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we're not getting better. We're much better than we were before, and that's why we're the greatest nation on the planet. We have to protect those values.
0: Understood. And no, one of the things I agree with you on is I do believe that for years and decades and probably countless years, there's been sort of a, we'll take your word for it, by particularly black folks and Democrats in terms of being in the party, being involved, and they do need to be more accountability. One, One of my pet peeve issues is The fact that a lot of urban cities, if you're living in an urban city, urban part of the city, you're living most likely a lot of times in a food desert. And in Mm. 2000 and what is it, 19, 2019, you should not be living in a food desert, at least in America, from what I believe and what I've been told. So the thing is, I think the message in terms of holding them accountable, holding Democrats accountable, holding all parties accountable for what you want at the ballot at the ballot box or with your taxes or whatever. I think that's a great message. The mm-hmm. issue is what what kind of obstacles do you face as you try to put this message forward while Donald Trump, who a lot of people would think would be anti this message, is in office. What what sort of challenges do you face with that?
2: Say that again. What what sort of challenges do I face?
0: Yeah, as as you try to I'm sorry. As you try to push that message, as you try to persuade folks I'm sure the first thing they say back is something about Trump or something about the White House or something to that effect or maybe not. But what's what's your mm-hmm. biggest challenge in getting that message to the right people?
2: I would say it's it's the culture war. It's getting it out there, mm-hmm. is being able to have somebody to say, "Hey, I'm going to listen to you." It's getting on podcasts like this, mm-hmm. is getting my word out there to media and and being able to to publish articles in USA today. I was incredibly grateful that they ask me because they're mainstream, mainly liberal publication that is not exactly conducive to more conservative views or this this sort of thinking. Like I'll never be eventually I will be, but I'm not going to be at this time and place in a black magazine, unfortunately, or Latina magazine's not going to make me their cover star. Even though I've hit number one, I've I've done incredible things as an artist and I'm very outspoken and very proud of my heritage. I'm not going to be embraced by those outlets. Yeah. So I would say that that the biggest challenge is getting the media to listen to outside viewpoints.
1: So you, you mentioned the media and you mentioned Hollywood a couple of times. I wanted to ask you something about that. Something that just, dri- you know, I, I've, I've done a little work in Hollywood and something that just drives me crazy about Hollywood is that they they love to preach diversity. And that's it's a beautiful message. You know, diversity is a beautiful thing, but yeah. it doesn't seem that their idea of diversity pertains to ideas, diversity of ideas. Um, right. You know, like after the MAG address incident, um, what was Hollywood's reaction to you? And and has it been hard for you because of that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I got death threats from a lot of the public. I got a lot of rape threats, a lot of, you know, threats against my life, my family's those are, life. Those are
1: good liberal people threatening to rape and kill you.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I have to have bodyguards when I go out to places because of it, which is crazy to me. I mean, that's not nice. I mean, I got a lot of racial slurs. You know, I mean, that's online mostly and things like that. But Hollywood does two things. I would say three things. There's people who are closeted conservatives, closeted independents, closeted classical liberals, people who think differently, but they can't say anything for fear of losing their job. Like liberals have no idea that that there's a whole faction of people who are a silent majority who are afraid to speak up because they will get fired. I, yeah, well, look, I mean, it
1: it, it's a legitimate fear. I mean, it's, it, a it's legitimate
2: legit. fear. Yeah. I mean, liberals say, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Trump is right. Trump is going to kill all the gays. Well, I mean, he hasn't yet. You're fine. Right. I mean, you can. That's a scare tactic. But. People will lose their jobs for saying they're pro-Trump. That's a real legitimate fear. That's why so many Republicans don't come out. So many Trumplicans don't come out. So there's those people, but who will pass me a bone quietly in the corner, passing notes like kids in school, secret, so the teacher doesn't see, right? And they'll be like, I love your dress. Mm -hmm. I support you. And so I've got friends like that, which is really cool. I mean, writers... For major networks, uh, you know, actors like you have it. Music industry executives, so those people are cool, but they won't go out on the limb too much politically because it's legitimate. They have mouths to feed. Yeah. Then there's people who are outright hate Trump, but will hate you because they associate you with Trump because you're pro-Trump, and will work hard to stop your career and limit you. And I've had to fire many people um, on my team who have come out and I, I find not working against me, and that's. I've had friends who blocked me, you know, so-called friends. That sucks. I've had family members. I mean, that really, it hurts because you're like, wow, I'm the same person. So in the industry, it's the same thing. There's certain people who won't be seen with me. So I've had to get used to that. And then there's the other group of people who are non-political who just like that I have success or like that I'm outspoken, like that I'm nice, the ones that are love what I do but are secret about it, the ones that hate what I do and are not secret about it will try to stop me, and then the other ones who just don't care about it. They just embrace me as a human being.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean you're, you're talking about consequences, and the, and there are consequences to, as you said, coming out as a conservative or uh, a Trump supporter. I mean, I've lost friends simply because I won't completely denounce Trump. I, I didn't vote for him. I don't like him, but just because I won't say he's the worst person ever, I've lost friends. But you look at social media, right? And um, you came out against uh, the banning of Alex Jones. Now, I think the lies he told about those Sandy Hook kids was pretty insensitive, but the, the takedown of him was a coordinated takedown from all the social media companies. And they oh, yeah. seem like they only go after conservative voices and not just conservative voices, but conservative voices who make good points like Milo, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Gavin McGuinness, Laura Lumen, Owen Benjamin, the comedian, Tommy Robinson. These guys have all been banned. Yet you see people like David Duke and Richard Spencer not getting banned and they're just outright racist. And I think they're they leave people up there like that. This is, I don't know, maybe a little conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist, but I think people like that project the message about conservatives that the left want to, to view conservatives as like yes. they want to see all conservatives, like racist David Duke type of people. Um,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then because on the it, other hand,
1: you, it's you have more pe-
2: dangerous. The people who speak up like Alex Jones, for instance, because he has billions of listeners and views. He's, he's dangerous to he's alternative media that's powerful mm-hmm. so he has more power someone like David Duke everybody knows that dude's a racist exactly. like how many followers does that dude have like right. who gives a who gives a fuck about that guy right he just gets loud and he he endorsed Trump he also endorsed Hillary by the way the guy is doing it for the for the attention mm-hmm. you know I mean how many active members of the KKK are there not as many as the media keeps trying to scare us to believe like please. Right. It's not that serious. Those guys like Richard Spencer, a guy's a dweeb and he is racist and he's a socialist, by the way. But he's like, no one's really listening to him. He can say loud things, but it might get a few, uh, you know, att- a little bit of attention. But someone like Alex Jones gets massive amounts of attention. Someone like Laura Loomer, she gets a lot of attention. Yeah. Whether you agree with it or not. There's a lot of people watching those people, so that is unfair. That's a bias. Yeah, and if they if they were say, oh, because you're popular and you say something I don't agree with, I'm gonna ban you.
1: And if they were really taking people down for hate speech, they'd pull David Duke. It doesn't seem hate speech is the thing. I mean, they pulled Owen Benjamin because he said that uh, you shouldn't be giving toddlers hormone blockers. That's hardly hate speech. But then you have yeah, and then you have people like Louis Farrakhan. Nobody's trying to ban him. So it's just it doesn't seem balanced in in the way they're they're taking it it doesn't.
2: It doesn't seem balanced. And that's the thing is is it's either it's going to be all or it's going to be none. Either we have free speech or we don't. Mm -hmm. Don't pretend like you care, social media, about the individual rights of people to say what they want, whether it triggers someone or not. Um, but then pick and choose who you're going to block. Exactly. I mean, we, Kathy Griffin, when she mm-hmm. did the whole severed president head, imagine if that was Obama. Mm-hmm. I'd be just as disgusted, by the way. Even if I disagree with his policies, his politics, I don't agree with pretending to murder the sitting president or, or past president. I don't agree with even like I see on the right side where people are insulting Michelle Obama, saying she's a man, saying she's ugly. She looks like a monkey. I'm like, whoa, stop. Yeah, okay? people
1: that's just all stupid people are dumb thing, yeah but
2: I hate that mm-hmm. I mean the thing the same things I call out the left for I call out the right for exactly there's a lot of things I'm like th- that's not okay like even Kamala Harris right I'm not I refuse to to, to call her slut and slut shame and all these things I will however say she would not make a great president because she's putting illegal lives over black Americans she voted against the first step act huge hugely impacts black Americans in the prison system. It's a first step.
1: Can you tell so, us what that is?
2: Well, first step act in a nutshell is enabling, let's say elderly pregnant or uh, you know, people have special medical needs prisoners to have better treatment. So to, to be able to have better medical care to, uh, you know, to be able to, to not be put in the same category as somebody who doesn't like, like th- these people are getting pushed aside a lot. And a lot of them are, People have been in there for a long time. If you're an elderly person who's in jail, like you should should be able to be taken care of even if you're, you know, a prisoner. So that's one thing that, that that's for all colors. Another thing is first-time offenders or nonviolent crimes, like drug crimes. Like I don't believe in legalizing drugs, but I do believe that selling weed is a different criminalization than murdering or raping somebody. Mm. And it should be treated separately as such. We have a lot of these nonviolent crimes, a lot of young black men and women, but many disproportionately young black men. We're in prison yeah. for these nonviolent crimes. Right? And
1: it's the. It's the. It's
2: the look at that as a more individual basis. Mandatory than
1: minimums moment. weren't mandatory minimums brought about by the Clinton administration. And that's, that's a big part of the problem right there, isn't it?
2: Huge, yeah. huge part of the problem. So it's that's.
1: Like, It's not
2: the same. So that's a a first step. And this was proposed by Jared Kushner in the White House, amongst others. Now, this is a nonpartisan issue, by the way, that uh, Van Jones from CNN was pushing through. Many other celebrities, Kim Kardashian, you know, she became famous for pushing on it. Um, I uh, helped advocate for it to the White House. Like, this has been on the books. I have friends who are attorneys, who work with human rights, who are are on it, who worked on this, because this will— help so many people it'll help look at sentences these long sentences for for individuals who like got in on some small petty crime and are still in there 20 30 years yeah, later it's terrible. and most of them are black americans yep. unfortunately yep. or latino americans like let's be real criminal justice system has not been kind to people of color yeah it's messed up
1: i, I want to ask you about black lives matter and then i want to let i want uh b's opinion on that too yeah. um I so you
2: make my point clear kamala harris uh, voted against that. Yeah. And, but is but is in favor of decreasing border security and letting more illegal immigrants have rights over black Americans. That's not a good president. It's not no. a good act. It's not a good thing. And despite what her private life has come up, you know, she slept to get on top, you know, with Willie Brown. <laughs>
0: wait, wait, Stop If you <laughs> if you're not going to mention it, why are you mentioning it?
2: No, I mean I am going to mention that because you, that's also that that also is is something that's not cool. If so you're sitting, is if this rumors? This person, or oh. She was literally sitting, uh, you know, in, in a public office, and she slept with a married man to get a, oh. to get. But what
0: about accident. the president? Has the president not grabbed vaginas and talked about or had affairs he or hasn't,
2: He hasn't actually grabbed vaginas. Okay,
0: he talked about but it, but did he?
2: Did he have a affair and pay somebody? off a he woman? Have an affair while he was a sitting president?
0: Well, she's she. If this happened, if this happened, and I don't
2: president? think no. Okay, did he do it to get ahead? Did he get? Did he sleep with somebody? To get <laughs> so then
0: it's okay. To... I don't think it matters. We should we shouldn't talk <laughs> yeah, about Kamala that. Harris's sex <laughs> life. Listen, or... listen,
2: I'm not, I'm not, but I said I'm not going to slut shame you just, say, well, you. just I'm just I'm did you just did? No, it's not slut shame. You, it's you it's mentioned
0: different. it. It's it's totally it has no bearing on anything.
2: And she is not shaming somebody, but it is a serious thing. If you are a sitting. Civil servant and like the president, taxes, my she is my she, she yeah yeah also like the president. Sure, it, she's my she's my senator. Uh-huh. Um, she's she's over San Francisco, but she's in California. So my taxes have gone to pay for her, and if she while she was in office mm-hmm. did this to get ahead. Uh, that's against many laws, and that's what this person is saying. I mean, we
0: don't, I don't know about enough. that. It does. It does. <laughs> I don't think this I is mean, Brown
2: has gone on the record to say that that's how she got elected to become <laughs> attorney general. So now the president, so the voters
0: care, all watched he said, her while she had this affair, and they voted for her based on the affair. Is that what
2: I'm saying? That if somebody, if somebody who's, who's <laughs> said that this is what you've done, I mean, that's that's pretty serious allegation. I mean, that's but, not but, cool. If it's true, okay. that is not cool. What now, about, with Trump, what, about
0: if what Trump? What about what Trump did was true?
2: He was president? Now, yeah, I mean, if he had if he had sexual affairs before he was president. Hey, that's cool. he had. <laughs> But is he doing it while he – did he do it while he's a sitting president? So that's the difference between the, di- the two? This is, is kind of the problem with
1: difference. politics
0: today. <laughs> what, what what is it
2: the, makes a difference. The it doesn't make these any difference.
0: People. It makes it no difference. It, it makes no difference at the end of the day. It
2: makes a huge difference. If you're a sitting president, <laughs> this is why Clinton was impeached. It's a different thing. If you're sitting president, what you do in the White House on the payer taxpayer's dollar is completely different than what you did before you ever got elected. I don't care what That's you, right? you do. But if you're d- I don't think money, it has
0: a bearing
2: taking money yeah. out of my well, that, my paycheck, I'm paying your salary. And while you're on that commission, you are doing these things like if you sold drugs before you became vice president. I don't care. You know, fine. By bygones be bygones. You're selling drugs in the White House while you're sitting vice president. Come on, you can't tell me that doesn't make a difference.
0: I think the two things are completely different. And the thing is, is, with her having whatever she had in her personal life, I think there's such things as off hours, like while she's sleeping or off the clock, if you will. I don't think it's pertinent information. And then you saying, I'm not going to slut shame her, and then repeating it and jumping into it, saying, this is the affair she had, that's sort of canceling out what you just said. And that's the problem that a lot of people... Able well Trump.
2: that that's your general opinion I and mean, you have that's a right to you, that. That's what you Okay. But that's not what I said at all. I mean that this is that's not the facts. The facts are that I'm saying is that I wouldn't go and attack her for that. I mean it, it's brought to life because <laughs> be you brought, just brought it up.
0: No what, one was going to mention that.
2: attacking is not the same thing be I think you know that. You should know that. If I bring up a fact that's not the same thing as attacking someone. Yeah, but what but why I did you bring up this? bring up and I will okay. criticize her on because she's in the public light and you can criticize is the fact that she's throwing black Americans under the bus and not voting. She did not vote for that first step act that I will criticize to the day I die. And that is something that she has to be held accountable for.
0: Understood. And I have have a question. And so the thing is, and you're obviously First Amendment, free speech. You you're defending you stuck up for Alex Jones. And I actually I think I'm on your side with that in terms of being able to be on social media, I think. As long as he's not, you know, doing anything to harm anybody, which That's I don't right. think I don't think he was. I mean, it's your choice to listen to him. But anyway, mm-hmm. you are an advocate for First Amendment free speech. You, you're obviously outspoken. How do you? Yes. Where do you stand on Colin Kaepernick and the anthem? Um,
2: that is, where do I stand on it? I mm-hmm. would say, I mean, it's one thing. I mean, he first of all, I want to say he I would be a hypocrite if I say he didn't have a right to say what he believes and what he Mm -hmm. thinks. Right. Right. Of course, he does. Now, I mean, free speech still has accountability. Right. Like you can say something like um you mentioned the Sandy Hook thing, right? Like, you didn't agree with that. Um, it wasn't you, B, who said that, but it was mm. – uh, that you can disagree. I mean, that, that hurt a lot of people when he mm. mentioned Sandy Hook and said it was fake and that those kids didn't die. Like, that's consequences. Free right. speech still mm. means there's consequences. Like, sure. I can – free speech doesn't mean I'm going to go to jail for saying, you know, mm. your mother sucks cocks in hell, right? <laughs> if I said that to you, it <laughs> doesn't mean I should go to jail for that. I don't think I should. <laughs> But uh, we're, we may not go and grab coffee afterwards Maybe if I screamed that at you <laughs> and actually meant that. Like That's the consequence. Mm-hmm. So saying that, with Colin Kaepernick, he has every right to protest. That's mm-hmm. also part of human rights. Like In America, we, we have the right to protest. And I believe in protests, peaceful protests. And I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with his right to protest at all. But in the context of when you're protesting and how you do it, it does matter. And when you're throwing a whole group of people under the bus, police officers, that's hurtful. Just like Alex Jones, we just using that as an example, could throw a whole group of kids who actually did get hurt in Sandy Hook under the bus and saying the parents died. That's hurtful. And that has consequences. So what how he attacked police officers and he wore pig socks on the field and and made the police officers to be out to be bad guys Mm -hmm. when there are so many police officers who are good and who are doing this because they want to protect Americans and who are are on the side. I mean, there's bad cops everywhere. There's good. There's good people and bad people. But to throw a whole group of law-abiding law officers under the the, the bus like that was inappropriate, and to do it at the super or not Super Bowl, but to do it on the NFL's dime. That's not the time to protest. Well, Listen, if I work <laughs> this is my thing. If I work at McDonald's, mm-hmm. I'm a vegan, just so you know, right? I'm a vegan. Sure. And uh, I, I can't tell if we talked about that in this in this conversation. I've had so many interviews
3: today. <laughs> we this have not. So fun, no. But
2: I can't even remember what I said in each one. Mm-hmm. But uh, it remains the same. I've been a vegan for 14 years. Let's say I work for McDonald's. Let's say I get hired to work for McDonald's. Right to promote their mm-hmm. salads yes so i'm doing a, a mcdonald's commercial or i'm doing a, an event where people can come see me at mcdonald's talking about their salads i'm on their dime right And mm-hmm. i start saying you know what i'm gonna protest i don't believe in eating meats, and i'm gonna protest right now i want everybody to be anti-meat we're gonna do a protest in this mcdonald's mm-hmm. okay first of all no that's I'm going to completely water down my message. I'm on their dime. I got hired by them. Legally, they kind of own my ass in that moment. Mm -hmm. But if i want to go after hours, oh, it's over at 3 o'clock, 3.30, I'm hitting the streets and I'm protesting McDonald's and I'm protesting meat. I have every right to do that. If I lose my contract with McDonald's, that's a consequence. If I piss people off, maybe people who eat meat are like, well, I'm not trying to hurt animals. That's a consequence. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it, just to frame it It's a complex issue, but to me it's very simple that, to me, Colin Kaepernick had every right to protest. I don't agree with what he was saying. Mm -hmm. I believe that he was throwing a whole group of people under the bus. But regardless of that, doing it on the field where you work for the NFL is an inappropriate time to do it. Why not do it off hours? You're rich. You're you're a multimillionaire. You can do all sorts of things. The charity organizations, which he started later, I agree with, But why not do why not call a a press conference and do it at your home or on a beachfront resort or wherever or in the middle of a city? I think the obvious
1: reason for that is the number of eyeballs that are on it. That's why that's why he chooses to do it that way. That's
2: why I think a lot of people got mad. Now you're pulling in a political issue that you feel is important to you, which, okay, it's your issue. Mm -hmm. But You're doing it in something that's not political football. That's exactly. like me taking veganism to something. I got paid to just say hi. I'm I work for McDonald's today. Or wearing now a MAGA dress. people why <laughs> it's bad.
0: Yeah, or or wearing a MAGA dress. Or, or
2: we, well, no, because I literally am there to showcase my beliefs. That's a different thing. Grammys didn't pay me to yeah, walk on that not, red carpet. Not I don't employee. work. Point for the taken.
0: Point taken. No, right. and,
2: and I. It's, it's, it's apples to oranges. Like, it, I'm not saying he shouldn't be himself and agree and say what he wants Mm -hmm. like if he would if he had gone on the nfl walk uh red carpet to on on his way to a game and he's just he's just there to just represent himself and he had started protesting telling the press what he's talking about totally that's your time to shine but when you're paid to do something and you do something different, it's like if I'm paid to say lines in a movie as an actor and I start changing the script, they have every right to kick me off that set for me to lose my job and for people to not want to see me in movies again because that yeah. wasn't the time nor the place. That's, Joy, uh,
1: along the lines of this and, and what, what you're talking about earlier with uh, black people in prison, um, a lot of them there for nonviolent crimes held way too long. That that's mm-hmm. a big issue of mine. That that really bothers me. I think I I believe all drugs should be decriminalized and nonviolent offenders should be released. Our third co-host actually did ten years for for marijuana. Oh, wow. uh, he's not here today. But what I'm getting at is this is this is one of the big positions of Black Lives Matter. I don't. I'm not on board with them on most things, I would say, but on that one, yeah. I am on board with them. Uh, you you take issue with Black Lives Matter. I, w- I want to know what your your big issue is with them.
2: Well, it's a, it's a it's an issue by issue thing. I mean, you know it's it's just most the biggest thing as I see is when I speak to someone who's a representative of Black Lives Matter, they have very they have gross generalities. and it's like I was I used to be on board with it. I thought it was something like a movement to to help. You know, decriminalize a lot of these things that black men are put in jail far too long for. I mean, I do believe drugs should be a criminal offense, but it shouldn't be on the same wavelength as rape. Because that before murder, like we're, we're, we're putting these blank statements, and this legislation has to change. We have to start enabling citizens to, to be able to get out of jail sooner so they can go back into society. And once they're in society, enable them to get jobs. Like if you're in a, uh, you know, uh, you've, you've done your time, you've done your time so but society is like oh once a criminal always a criminal and we're getting way too many people of color who are are thrown in this basket i mean black lives matter i don't see doing a lot of work to help that my fundamental disagreement is that i don't believe that all white people have privilege or that it's it's one race that is doing this it's a multifaceted, multi-layered thing we can't keep blaming you know like you can't keep saying oh because it's systematic racism what system what race let's get specific i see it, it's just a general thing it's like the women's march i don't agree with that because it's just you go to a women's march it's like they're just boycotting everything we, we there's no singular message like what are you fighting for you went to the like, women's like march black Lives matter it's what's the singular message i see all kinds of cops it's cops fault white people fault oh, we have to ban you're not black because you support trump i mean what is the real message i see it's just a just a mixed grab bag of, of anti this and anti that and i'm like i'm not on board with that where's the solutions what are we doing to fix things yes yeah, so also I don't it's, see that it's coming from black lives matter I it's really a lot me. of having worked with people in the inner city black americans in the inner city i've seen black never seen black lives matter there i've never seen them going in and trying to stop gang members from fighting or speaking to individuals and trying to empower them with educational resources or saying, hey, listen, let's love ourselves enough as a people, let's heal our community enough as a people to, to be better. I see a lot of blame. Yeah. I see a lot of, oh, there's two people killed this year by a cop and they're black, so let's put them everywhere. What about the hundred thousand? Thousands of black men murdered every day in the inner cities of Chicago or Los Angeles or Compton. What these gang members who are literally raping kids and getting them into gangs, grooming gang members, grooming other kids to be in gangs, shooting 18 year olds, killing 18 year olds. Like, I mean, what about those atrocities? Yeah. That how about all of them? That's ignored.
1: Yeah. You, you brought up white privilege. Um, this is a, this is kind of a hot button issue for me. And, um, there's no denying that there are some privileges of being white. I'm a white guy. B's black, and and we talk about this a lot. But what I don't like about it is it is finger pointing, and you're you're looking, you know, you're looking at a white person, let's say a poor person on welfare in the south, and you're yelling at them. Acknowledge your privilege. It doesn't do anything to solve the problem, and it just it builds resentment. And it's turn. I I think all these terms they're starting to turn us against each other more and more they're not they're not bringing us together and it's not
2: helping anything exactly
1: that's my problem i don't
2: believe in that i believe every person makes their own privilege i mean you if you're going to argue white people have white privilege and you could say women have female privilege black people have some black privilege too and then other people you're everybody's privileged quote-unquote in some way in some scenario on some part of this planet and that's ridiculous because mm-hmm. now it's getting back into that PC culture. I mean, when I go down the street in Los Angeles, what do I see? Uh, for the most homeless, like ninety percent of the homeless are white men. I mean, if, if white men have so much white privilege, then why can't those guys just get a job? Yeah. I see black homeless Americans too, and it breaks my heart. All colors homeless it breaks my heart. But where's their white privilege? You right. Know what I mean, I mean, it just it starts it starts going down. I mean. It, the fact of the matter is you are given what you're given in life, but that is not all you have. Right. You can create what you can create. I mean, my my ancestors, like let's just say generations ago, three generations ago, think about what people had to go through. Like we have generational privilege right now, you could argue, because we're not dying from the measles. We're not dying. Yeah,
1: from- we're all privileged to, to be born in this country at this point yes. in time. I mean, Absolutely. all of us.
2: I mean, we're all privileged. If you're in a Western nation, you're privileged. If you're if you're living, you have, you have living human privilege. If you woke up today and you're not in pain, you have non-pain privilege. You see how ridiculous it gets. We should just be grateful for what we have, but then aspire to be even greater exactly. and not look for past. I, I agree color, so much with that our message. Tone or our race or our gender or any of these things hold us back or sexual orientation. None of this should hold us back. Yes, I mean, we, we should all be deserve human rights. We and should we all be have to fight for that.
1: Absolutely. But it doesn't
2: mean we throw one another under the bus simply because uh, we didn't get what we think we got in life. I mean, you go down to some of these areas in, in out here where people have a gazillion dollars, the only privilege that they have, the only color privilege they have is green privilege. Mm-hmm. They're of all colors. If you talk about the worldwide, who has the most privilege, like who's doing the best, it's Asians. Asians are the richest people on the planet. Are you kidding me? Like, it's not white men. It's Asians. Like, if you travel outside of America, who owns most of the businesses and who are the most billionaires? Middle Easterners and Asians.
1: The point and is we need to stop pointing fingers at each other yeah. and build each other one, build each other up and let's Absolutely. look at the problems, 100%. find out what we have in common and work on that rather than it's these people's fault. They're yeah. bad. It does, so that doesn't help.
3: time
2: spent on that and it's ridiculous. I don't think that I, that I'm more disenfranchised be, because I'm a black and Latina woman than you are because you're a white male. No, I have way more privilege than you do. <laughs> because I created it, yeah. I could go into a place and I go, I'm Joy Villa, and I'll get better service. I'm sure. I mean, I, I, you got you get what you get. You got your hustle's got to be your hustle. Whatever you got to do to make it in this world, it's on you. Work hard. Oprah is one of the biggest and most influential people on the planet, and she's one of my favorite role models because she told her story. We know her story. She's been raped, abused poor homeless she's a dark-skinned woman black woman who has been overweight most of her life and not stereotypically pretty yet she is one of the most influential powerful and billionaire women self-made billionaire on the planet like there's not a person i think on the edge of the world who wouldn't recognize oprah or would, would open the door for oprah right talk about privilege but she built this and she's been through some hardships, but she's not victimizing herself. So I, I like to look at people who don't say, oh, I'm a victim because I have one leg. I like to look at the people who still run miles with one leg, you know, who go and and achieve unstoppable and unbelievable creations of, of their life. And those before, are the people
1: we should be celebrating, too. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Of all colors of all different types of people because that's all for us. That's all out there. We're all going to face personal challenges. No matter what color you are, you're going to have a challenge. Even the richest, whitest, most, whatever you think is the most privileged person, they're going to have their own demons to battle. You know, we can't look at someone else and say they have it better than me. Exactly. Everybody's got their own individual battles. But the point is we should be lifting people up and we should be not coloring ourselves by that battle, but saying, hey, I'm going to go after this because I'm a human being.
0: We'll be back with more on the dad presents after these words. Yo, B. What's happening? You you notice how chill and
1: sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, No comment on that. Well, you, you notice. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, quite the opposite. <laughs> but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and please, so sexy right now? Please
0: stop talking and just tell me <laughs> what, what you're doing.
1: It's getting me at. undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about your underwear right now? I'm talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, go to meundies.com. Use the code word M U Friend. Buy 20 for 20% off.
0: That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get? Look at me right now. I don't want to. Look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to Me Undies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about My it. My nuts are so tight. I, I, you took it too far. One question I gotta ask, and this is very crucial and very sensitive and everything else. So get ready. Sure. Okay. What are you wearing to the Grammys this year?
3: <laughs>
0: <Good>
3: <laughs>
0: and, and, and wait, and most importantly, because no, I've all okay, I've always gotta I gotta ask this question because I've always wanted to ask it. Who are you I'm, wearing?
2: Yeah. Who am I wearing? Who are you wearing? Um, I'm not. That's I'm not telling the designer
0: either.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a secret operation. This is how I do. And, um, I vote for vision. a throwback
1: to 2016 with that dress that looked like a tiger
0: got a hold of it. Oh, yeah, you like yeah. that. I did like that one. <laughs> is the designer's name, does he start with, are the initials A-S?
2: No. She just oh, says she's shocker. not going to tell you. Man.
0: Well, no, the, no, she told us something by not telling us anything. We know that it's not her usual designer. So that, okay. that is, right. that's yeah. breaking news here on this podcast. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll promote that.
3: <laughs>
2: you can promote that. It'll be a different... Um, relatively unknown designer i will say that i like to work with unknown designers and build their brand up and help them succeed but it it'll be an amazing designer you'll see it when you see it and i'm hoping this person gets gets the due credit that they do like like my other designer did you know and and work work it in their own way Mm -hmm. because i think artists helping other artists and pushing other artists to succeed that's what it's all about i mean i'm not gonna be wearing versace i'll tell you that you know (laughs) not that i would not wear versace but Versace is not reaching out to do any political crazy wild looks with me yet. So, mm. but it it'll be somebody that's a lesser known. I will reveal that. That's yeah. an exclusive you guys get.
0: All right. Yeah. If you, you get anything that. extra, if you get anything extra and it's a size twelve, send it this way.
2: Oh, is that is that your? You just cut
0: the side? just no, that's me. Just cut the heels off of it. I'll, if it's Versace, I'm wearing it. <laughs> Now, are we talking trans rights now? Is that- hey, if it's Versace, <laughs> I will figure out a way to put on some Versace <laughs> shoes. I will cut off the heel. you get a size, I don't want to see that. Just, I do honestly, not want to see honestly,
3: that. think Versace is
2: pretty unisex. Like, everything they do is pretty flamboyant. That's true. There you go. The like, dress could be a, a, a shirt for a dude. Mm-hmm. I know. Versa- Versace yeah. is cool.
1: Hmm. Well now now I'm out of out of my league here with this fashion talk. I don't know. Oh yeah. But Joy, oh you you've been you've been a pleasure. You you definitely you know your stuff. Um I love the passion you bring. I applaud the bravery of stepping outside of you know the norm and,
0: and speaking truth to power. Thank um, you so much. Yeah, respect Joy. I know I was hard on you at first, but I I I love the comeback and we hope we can have you again at some point. Oh, I
2: love it. Yeah. Tell, yeah I love that you, you know, we got to we got to have good conversation. Agreed. Like i am never afraid of debates. Or sure. Anything as long as people can still smile at the end you know i mean we're not doing personal insults that's the thing where people lose when you start personally insulting someone yeah, productive.
1: I don't like
0: productive.
2: your face looks so therefore your arguments wrong mm-hmm. that's what uh, i say to him
0: most of the time yeah and most most importantly yeah. you think we're close enough to where i can get a loan at some point you know,
2: you can do a lo- five, you can get a loan
0: yeah like 5 dollars here or there you know oh, just
2: i thought you said like get a loan. like get a loan <laughs> no me. like a
0: loan like, like right, money i need money
2: you need money. Yes. Don't
0: we baby child. <laughs> Ask for <laughs> handouts. man.
2: Asking for handouts. I like, yeah. my Patreon. Yo, my. You
0: know, yeah, let me hold $10. $10. <laughs> a loan of $10. You better,
2: I'm going to teach you how to make that. <laughs> that?
0: Better
2: so, than a loan.
1: So, Joy, where can the people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me at joyvilla.com. You can find me on Twitter at Joy underscore Villa. You can find me on Instagram at Joy Villa. And uh, yeah, joyvilla.com. I'd love to hear from your listeners. I I love hearing from all different types of people. And my new album, Home Sweet Home, is out right now. So check that out. And check for me at the Grammys February 10th.
0: We will. In somebody's dress. We don't know. But it's not AS. It's not the usual designer. We do know that.
2: That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs) All right, Joy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joy
2: awesome thank you
0: guys bye 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 and thank you everybody for listening uh no been a pleasure three shows we put out this week we do apologize for technical difficulty on our last show uh we're working to get that worked out so stick with us folks um also be sure to follow us on facebook twitter instagram at the dad presents and also subscribe to us on itunes and spotify uh take care of yourself take care of your kids take care of your family uh next week pete yorn musician pete yorn another big guest stay with us folks talk to you soon